You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. So Justin Fields, you said played probably the third best game of his career. I think you could make the argument that because he won, it was among maybe his top one or two because of how sharp he was and throwing the ball, especially early. Uh, the escapability was there. The special was there. All those things. I wonder how much did it, how far did it go, do you think, into affecting his status? How did it change the minds of anybody at House Hall who's in a decision-making role And you think it will, despite the emotion that's obvious, the chance from the fans and the stands and and maybe some people in the media still clamoring for him to stay. Do you think that Justin Fields' performance against the Falcons will affect the decision on his long term uh, status as a bear? I would hope that Ryan Poles wouldn't be a uh, prisoner of the moment when he's making decisions of this magnitude with the stakes that are here in in this particular decision. You have to view the comprehensive body of work. You have to ask yourself the question, is this the quarterback I see becoming the engine of eight or more playoff runs? Is this a quarterback who is significantly better than the options that are going to be available to us in the 2024 draft class? Now, look, like there are things that you have to also way when you're having those discussions at house hall and that's the known and and some of the known with justin fields is impressive we've talked previously on this podcast about the guy's thick skin and how his ability to ride the qb1 roller coaster with the level of grace and equanimity that he does is truly elite in that regard the way his teammates feel about him is significant those are all things that you have to factor in when you have this meaty discussion inside house hall but ultimately it's much bigger than one game it's certainly much bigger than one mm-hmm. late december game against a sub 500 opponent you know um so look like that it, it, it will it have some influence on ryan Poles' thought process perhaps should it be a a huge huge uh weight given to that performance on sunday probably not just just given what we know what we've seen uh strengths limitations all those things encompassed the key and i don't know if you want to get into this right now but i I think one thing that's really cool here is that win coupled with what happened everywhere else in the league sets up a season finale at green bay that has a really appealing amount of theater to it a really appealing amount of 
oomph, I guess, to the game. It's not just another write-off week 18 season finale game in Green Bay. The Packers are trying to get into the playoffs. The Bears are going on the road to face a team that beat them by 18 points to start the season. The Bears are surging after winning five of their last seven and truly feeling like they want to put an exclamation point on the season. And so for a last-place team that doesn't have anything on the line Sunday, I don't think you could ask for a better season finale to to maybe help answer some of the questions that you're asking. And I don't want to... Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be put in a position where you have one game that's going to decide the future of either Justin Fields, the offensive coordinator, or the or the head coach. I, I don't know if it's that's the right way to approach it, but it does feel that big because of what, because of who's it against, um, the stakes of knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. And I know some people may look at it that way. You know, Justin Fields, if he has another game like he did on Sunday against the Falcons, people will wake up Monday morning you know, wanting him to stay forever. And they'll be wanting uh, Ryan Poles' job if he doesn't go that direction because that's recency bias, that's emotion, that's your heart leading with over your head. And, and you know, maybe um, maybe that is taking the what you said, the knowns over the unknowns. And so that would be that would be uh, a, a, an unusual spot to be in because or uncomfortable spot, but it'd be a great spot because you you don't you don't think you have a bad outcome either. You use the number one pick, which the Panthers clinched for you last Sunday, and you take a quarterback that you think is even more special than the one you have. Yeah. Or you reinvest faith, hope, and money into the quarterback you have because you think that he's shown you enough in the final seven games. Uh, that closing statement that we always talked about was convincing enough to keep him in town. And then you trade for a King's Ransom and you you stock your roster with more talent. Either outcome, it's, be, it's like choosing between good or better well, and or good or great. Th- that's it. And so I, I guess I'll give a little tease here uh, on this episode of the podcast. I've got a piece coming, two-part installment later in the week, talking to people around the league who are intrigued by the Bears' current situation. And, and the word fascinating has come up more than once in conversations that I've had with executives around the NFL who are looking at this from afar and going, boy, they've got some huge decisions to make, but the options are terrific. You know, and I had one GM tell me uh, this week, David, that, that like whatever path they choose, you're going to feel good about it because, because it's not like, Oh, we're picking between the lesser of two evils. You're picking between two pretty appealing options. And so that's why I think we've tried to say for a month or longer now that the bears are on the doorstep of a potential paradise. If they play their cards, right. And they, and they do all, they make all these steps in a way that sets themselves up for long-term success. This is, this is a terrific time in bears history for them to capitalize on opportunity. I'll circle that back to the green Bay game here coming up on Sunday at Lambeau field. We've talked about 
players and teams meeting moments. Well, this is a moment to be met. You know, it's not a small moment. And so it is a test of how do you do when there is something that you want to go after, you know, and, and, and how do you fare when you have that uh, within your reach? And so for Justin Fields, for the offense, for the defense, for Matt Aberflus, this is going to be a chance to, to show how you perform in those situations, which may, in fact, inform your bosses on whether they should trust you to be the person that <laughs> handles those moments in the future. So a, a lot here. I will tell you this, like walking out of the locker room Sunday, there was energy not only about the victory over the Falcons, but about the final game in Green Bay. You don't think that those players remember 38 to 20 in week one. I asked Jalen Johnson, I said, this feels kind of like the perfect finish to the season, given the way everything's gone. And he just smiled and said, oh, yeah, we on their ass. <laughs> and I thought it was a very succinct way of saying, like, we know we know what we're, we're trying to set up to do here, you know, at Lambeau Field. Now let's go do it, and we'll see if the Bears can do that. Seems like a long time ago it was a different team, even though <clears> – <throat> A lot of the starters were healthy then. They started breaking down after that game, but the Bears were not prepared to start the season. And now as we be, as we prepare to end it, they're in a much different spot and they're a much different team. I would only say this as far as the, the options the Bears will you know have once Monday arrives and the offseason begins and you're Ryan Poles, you think, hey, what, what direction do I go? And he gets all kinds of advice. There, I, there is no bad outcome, and that's what makes me – and I'm not surprised, but a quick aside, I, I don't know why there is such rancor <laughs> in the debate between whether the Bears should stick with Justin Fields or, in their minds, try to go for a better quarterback if they draft Caleb Williams. You can have your opinions about Caleb Williams, but Ryan Poles, frankly, in, in two seasons on the job with, with this roster – kind of has earned the benefit of the doubt right now. I, I don't think he's immune to making another uh, making mistakes, but if he decides he wants to move on from Justin Fields, I would think that the fan base would get behind that, but I don't think they're going to. The, the <laughs> amount of support for Justin Fields has been much louder uh, and much, much more uh, obvious than I expected it to be. And I'm not just talking about at the last game, you know, we want fields and we want Justin, those kind of chance. I, I do think that it's resonated uh, and not just on talk radio, but I think it's something that I don't think will affect the decision-making process, but I'm not a hundred percent certain that it won't because when you hear from the fans, when you're hearing from players, key players about what he means to that locker room, what he means to that franchise, that can be fairly persuasive if you let it be. Nice use of the word rancor. <laughs> and I think a lot of that rancor is uh, stimulated and exacerbated by social media, which does not allow for uh, level-headed measured debate. And then it ends up being a vacuum that sucks everyone into it. And it just becomes crazier and more complicated than it needs to be. I think that there are some very significant positive traits that we've highlighted significantly over the year that Justin brings to the table. And there are things that as a starting quarterback in the NFL, you want your guy to have, you know, that ability to reset quickly, that ability to have the respect of teammates, the willingness to put in every last ounce of work that's needed to improve your weaknesses. Those are things that, that, that are going to be taken into account in the evaluation. Now, ultimately, again, you're, you're, you're searching for that high level upside. This will be in my piece later in the week, I, I believe on Thursday morning at ChicagoTribune.com. You have to remember also where Ryan Poles came from. 
And he was in Kansas City. He was handling college scouting in 2017 when that organization with, by the way, a very steady starting quarterback who was very well liked inside the locker room and Alex Smith was a division champion. And it was going to be difficult to pivot off of Alex Smith. Well, that organization decided that Patrick Mahomes was kind of the all in uh, checks, all the boxes, got to have quarterback that they needed to get. And they went out and got him and they've never thought twice about it since. And, you know, I had a source say to me this week, David, that like Mahomes is kind of the holy grail, you know, and like it may seem surreal and far fetched that the Bears could could land that because they've never even come close to that in their history. But it is still what you're striving for, because he is that guy that unlocks a different world. And what this source said, which made me laugh out loud, is think about this. Patrick Mahomes is currently in his, quote unquote, down year the panic year in Kansas city. And he just won his sixth consecutive AFC West championship. That's the world you're trying to unlock where right. the, fr- the, 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 the floor for frustration and struggle is still a division championship. You know, we don't know what that's like here. I, I'm laughing out loud thinking about it now because like, that, what? what, what do you mean? Like, how is that possible? But that's, that's what, where the bullseye is. And Ryan has to determine whether it's Justin, that can be the key to unlock that world or whether it's a quarterback in this class, obviously Caleb Williams, the, the, the widely proclaimed number one prospect, Drake may a little bit behind that. And then maybe, you know, we've got a national championship game in college football next week that will feature Michael Penix and JJ McCarthy. Maybe they have a, a, a say in some of this as well. Michael Penix is thrown from over 4,500 yards, two seasons in a row. You know, the last college quarterback to do that, Patrick Mahomes. So he's got some special in him. He's a lefty. He's a little unorthodox, but he is explosive. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is the Anthony Richardson of this year's draft and he flies up the board just because of his athleticism. He's going to be old enough and he's, he's <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he's already 24, 25. I think he's 24 years old. Um, so he's going to have the maturity already to take over. And yeah, you're going to, there's going to be a lot, a lot of things. To, to weigh the two things, just two more points before we move on from this. I think what Ryan Poles would be doing if, if, if they keep Justin Fields and, and trade the number one overall pick, I think number one, you'd be allowing the seven game sample at the end, the seven game closing argument, if you will, to outweigh the first 30 or 30 starts or so. And you don't really often see that in the NFL. I mean, you don't often see a small sample size being used to, to make these kind of big evaluations and those outweighing the larger sample size in terms of overall experience. And, and the other thing is, is that I, I think when you look at um, the Alex Smith example is a good one because it would have been easy to, to get swept away in emotion that year and to keep go for one more title. And they didn't do that in Kansas city. And that probably left an impression on Ryan Poles. We don't know how big of an impression, but if you want to just not just because it's Chicago, but if you want to have put together a team that's capable of winning the NFC North next year, and maybe the year after that, and being a perennial divisional contender, keep Justin Fields, build around him and do what you need to do. I think what we're talking about and and we're influenced by the ambitious talk of Kevin Warren since he arrived is the bears want to take bigger swings. Yeah. And it's not asking yourself, what can we do to to put together a divisional champion and take the North? Thanks for the title. But you want to do, uh, you want to put together a roster that's good enough to win a Super Bowl and a championship. And that's what it's all about. Well, I asked one uh, current GM if that was a position where the, I guess, responsibility 
of swinging for the fences um, was imperative over sitting with a single or a double like you might have in Justin Fields. And his response was, they don't even need to swing for the fences. They have the bleeping number one pick. And so it's not like they even have to take a big swing. They're going to get a fastball down the middle of the plate and they just have to connect on it, right? Like you have your choice now. And I thought that was a good uh, dash of perspective there where you're not going to have to wager away a bunch of future draft capital to take this huge swing on a prospect that you truly believe in. You're, you're using the, the number one overall pick, which is by the way, someone else's first round pick. You still got your own first round pick, which right now I think is, uh, is it at eight now, 10, somewhere in there and could fall as low as 13. If eight they between eight and 13 is where they'll land. So, so like, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 you, you don't have to use a ton of capital to even, to even make this attempt at drafting a quarterback, which would be fascinating. Now the flip side of that obviously is that, other teams that might be so enamored with Caleb Williams that they want him at all costs are going to give you everything that they have to stockpile your team with. And, and if you say, yeah, Justin's good enough to to be the guy that we roll forward with with a stacked roster, then that there, there's certainly merit to that. You know, and, and like, I, again, two really good options and, and a really favorable place to be sitting, which is not usually how it goes uh, in Chicago when you're trying to figure out your biggest picture items. No doubt about it. This is an ongoing conversation. I think what Justin Fields did was he made it more difficult as a decision. I don't know if it'll be much different. We'll have to wait and see. But it, it certainly gives us plenty to discuss and to write about and all that stuff. 